High in the hills of Happy Valley, Oregon, welcome to Until We Meet Again, brought to you by the kind support of Cornerstone Funeral Services in Boring, Oregon, and listeners like you. I'm Elizabeth Fournier. This radio broadcast is an expression of our common ground and mortality, because after all, we are all in this together. Today's reading is edited and adapted from the writing of Mary Oliver's poem, When Death Comes. When death comes like the hungry bear of autumn, when death comes and takes all the bright coins from his purse to buy me the snaps the purse shuts, when death comes like the measle pox, when death comes like an iceberg between the shoulder blades, I want to step through the full door of curiosity, wondering, what is it going to be like, that cottage of darkness? And therefore I look upon everything as a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and I look upon time as no one else has an idea, and I consider eternity as another possibility. And I think of each life as a flower, as common as a field daisy and a singular, and each name a comfortable music in the mouth, tending, as all music does, towards silence, and each body a line of courage and something precious to the earth. When it's over, I want to say all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I had made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened and full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Those who have died have never, never left. The dead are not under the earth. They are in the rustling trees. They are in the groaning woods. They are in the crying grass, they are in the moaning rocks, the dead are not under the earth. So listen more often to things than to beings, listen more often to things than to beings. Tis the ancestor's breath when the fire's voice is heard. Tis the ancestor's breath in the voice of the water. My guest today is Heather Mache, the founder of Iris Healing Arts and Purple Crow Sings. As a ceremonialist, songstress, and healing guide, she supports her clients' journeys through health crises, death and dying, using Reiki, aromatherapy, and acapella song. Heather, how did healing arts of Iris, the Iris healing arts, how they come to be? Well, I'd been a student for a long time, using myself as a guinea pig, studying nutrition and exercise, lifestyle choices, and eventually began adding into that 
repertoire of knowledge and experience, Reiki and some other modalities, and then almost 20 years ago now, uh, essential oils, aromatherapy. And I found how much benefit it was giving for me and knew that I needed to share that knowledge and the experience with others as they were dealing with health issues and just weren't super satisfied with how their lives were going because of health issues and so on. So Reiki, that might be a new concept for listeners. What is that? Reiki is an energetic form of healing. It can be either hands-on or not. It is not massage, so you're not manipulating and working with muscle or tissue or joints. And it helps to balance all of the systems by bringing in calming nervous system, breaks down to below the stress level so that the body can begin to work on things that it has going on and helps it get into more balance. So you're basically aligning like the biorhythms of the body? Somewhat. It's like a, from a scientific standpoint, it's actually electro, uh, the electromagnetic frequencies in the body. And you can read those or do you feel them? I, uh, myself, I feel them, sense them. And then also just uh, as being a Reiki master, having learned how to uh, not manipulate the energy, but simply to uh, allow that energy to come in and be the channel for the energy to get to the client. And then their being knows exactly where it needs to go and People have different responses. They might have a physical response where they have some pain reduction or, again, that deep, deep relaxation that comes through with the nervous system, being able to slow down and come off of that chronic stress response that we all are in in our society today. So I imagine people hear the word Reiki master and the picture in our heads can be whatever the heck it is. What, how do you describe that? A Reiki master is simply a person who has gone through three different levels of training and what's referred to as attunement. And so learning the different processes in being able to administer Reiki for oneself and then utilizing that for other people and then also being able to teach it. So if you found people come to you for Reiki who have bereavement death in their life that has happened recently, somebody might be passing away. Are those sort of the candidates who might be open to this as well? They are very good candidates for it, Elizabeth. And the reason that Reiki is a wonder for them is in my practice, I incorporate custom formulated aromatherapy with a Reiki session, or if I'm doing it remotely, then they would have an essential oil blend that I've created for them that they utilize during the treatment. And they have a moment, perhaps an hour, a long moment, where during this session they can simply focus on themselves. They can be with and in their body, feeling some of that grief and having some time out where they can just focus on coming to more either clarity or balance, or maybe it's even just letting it go for the duration of that treatment. Yeah, that's harder said than done, that letting it go. That's a good one. Indeed. Being in the present moment. Correct. So how is aromatherapy administered? Two ways. The most effective way, I find, is it's a topical application 
where either yourself, you can rub it into an area that's affected. Perhaps it's a knee that's swollen and has irritation causing pain because of inflammation. And you would administer that to the knee area. And that way it is being pulled into the system rather rapidly. The other means is through inhalation. So if you have even just a a essential oil blend or a single oil that you are just taking in through your sense of smell, or it might be diffused in the room, that's another way as well. So it looks like, is the aromatherapy and the oils, the essential oils, I think what I know from them is there's a couple different ways that you can deal with this. There's massage, there's them being diffused in the room, inhalation and baths too. Is this Mm -hmm. sort of on the same track? Sure, yes. Mm -hmm. And so when people come to you, do they have an idea of what essential oil blends they want? Do people bring their own? How does this work? Typically, no. They come to me as someone who's been trained with a French method aromatherapy. That's the medical model. And I've been a registered aromatherapist for almost 20 years now. And it's really key for most people, especially now as aromatherapies become very common and you can buy essential oils at the grocery store. You can buy them from a friend or, uh, you know, a local herbal pharmacy or something. Uh, even buy them on Amazon. And uh, people come to me because they know that I have had the training and the importance of the, of the training and really at the basic foundation is for all aromatherapy is safety first. And as one of my colleagues several years ago coined perfectly, she said, you cannot have a highly effective medicine and also have it be benign. And translating that to, uh, we tend to think, oh, it's a natural product. It comes from plants. And so it's fine. And we can use it for anything at any point, any time, on anyone. And that's just really not, it's a whole lot more complicated than that. So there isn't just, uh, oh, gee, I'm feeling sad today. What oil do I take? Because it's important to to know what the person's constitution is, also what other types of conditions may be current that they're dealing with because there are essential oils that can trigger a seizure, for example. There's many essential oils that have skin sensitivity, so if someone has really delicate skin, there are certain oils to stay away from. So again, Mm -hmm. coming back to the safety being really important and considering that. So in my studies and in my practice, I've learned and know how to assess what a person's constitution is and which oils are most suited for them, for their constitution as well as their condition. And uh, taking into account, because I do a, a very extensive intake conversation before we start working together. So they don't just sit down and fill out a bunch of forms. We have a conversation to learn about what's going on, you know, a little bit of their healing story, and then that gives me background to know how to blend. And then, of course, what it is that they're wanting to get some support with. 
That's fantastic that you actually talk versus have the form, because what I'm hearing, too, is that this is no longer something where you get the tincture from the herb shop. You actually can buy this at New Seasons. So if somebody isn't trained and someone just buys some things that they found on the Internet or they just want to work with some oils, that sounds like that could cause some issues if you really don't know what you're doing. Absolutely, it can. And I've seen the damage uh, that's been done uh, for people that have been either uh, self-medicating by going and getting uh, an oil or some oils on the advice of a friend and say, oh, go get some of this. But they aren't really taking into account who this person is in their body. So uh, I've seen third-degree burns on people. Oh, my gosh. It's horrendous. And, uh, and then other complete body allergic reactions, not just a, a sensitive area that's that's showing that it's not happy with what's been used. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. So your background, we have a civil engineer degree, and then we have a French degree, because you might as well balance that out. Correct. And then you've also developed popular brands and products with these essential oils. Um, can you tell us about some of these things that you've created that you know that you've done the science and made sure they're okay? Yes, sure. Well, my most popular product is Fresh Airfare. And I created that several years ago uh, when I was starting to do a lot of travel and a lot of flying. And I also had a client who was uh, traveling all over the world and would be stationed in different locations for a long stretch in Southeast Asia and Europe and all over and all over many, many continents. And so with these long air, air flights uh, and having the wonderfully rich with bugs and nasties in the recycled cabin air and then people all around you <coughs> coughing and as they do kind of yeah. gagging as they do <laughs> because they come on board sick giving uh something that can be a protector it literally gives you a shield from all the germs and nasties in the recycled cabin air and then also it can help really reduce the effects of jet lag as well because it's an immune booster is part of what it's doing. It can also help decongest so that when you're at those high altitudes and your ears are, of course, trying to acclimate to going up to high elevations and cabin pressure changing and then coming down and so on, uh, it really, really helps a lot. And it's you can just take it in your carry-on and apply it topically during your flight, before your flight, after your flight, and as people were starting to use this over the years, they'd come back to me and say, wow, you know, I found this really, really helps with my allergy symptoms. I'm getting a lot of relief. And so that's a whole other group that utilizes it. And then some people, especially if they're out in the public a lot, they say, oh, I don't even leave home without applying it because it just gives me that defense when I go out amongst the public and all the things that are being carried I think people have their idea of what works. Like a lot of flight attendants say, I take Zycam, and that way it cuts my cold in half. I don't get any of the people coughing on me. And like you're saying, this is sort of the blend, the alternative method. Correct. To that. Mm -hmm. Okay, what if you're sitting next to somebody who is slowly transitioning and leaving the world and you're dealing with just the illness of maybe the room of the nursing room the hospital just even the personal family space and you have your own rundownness you're not sleeping very well you're probably not functioning very well you're not feeling very good and your emotions are high what can somebody do to protect themselves from that well they can actually use like the fresh airfare would be an option as far as to help boost the immune system but then uh 
another product I have just for those kinds of situations is Tranquility. And as its name implies, it's a wonderful help to just kind of calm that emotional roller coaster and give you a sense of, ah. And it does. It's almost an immediate deep breath that happens once it's applied or even just smelled. Oh, yeah. I'm sure somebody in bereavement could use that well. Somebody in grief could use that well. Someone who's just failing Indeed, maybe not failing at SAT but you know maybe something. <laughs> well that helps too because again it it also <laughs> reduces that uh that nervous system response and just kind of brings it down a little bit so talking about iris healing arts how do you come to add ceremonial work along with your singing so that came about in working with so many clients that i was finding had really deep-seated grief that was not getting addressed. Again, we've got busy lives, we have busy schedules and so on. And there was just a real call for getting some support with that. And also, and I'm not a counselor, so I'm not doing grief counseling, but to address its presence and how it was affecting them. And uh, knowing that there were so many of these folks and just the people that I was working with, seeing how they had so much residual regret and they had worry and they had unresolved emotion about a beloved who'd passed or, and it could have been something recent, it could have been a death or a loss of some other sort that happened many years ago. And when we don't address and and work with or process those emotions that we've got stuck inside, our body ultimately will physically manifest something. And so it was that, seeing those clients, and then I also was starting to get calls for, Heather, I've got this dear friend who's dying. He really needs someone that he can talk to, and with your background and your knowledge of some of the different areas that you've worked in, as far as um, different faith-based forms of spirituality and so on. And so uh, she said it would really be, it would really be great if you could. So I, I did. I um, was all set up to go speak with him. And after his friend had given me his story of where he was at and what his life had been like, he passed within like 40 minutes of her passing on that story to me of his And so she asked me, would you please do the ceremony? And I know a lot of what he wants, and it's very unique, and so on. And I said, I would be honored to do this. And it was such a beautiful time to be with a family who was quite divided for many reasons. And to walk into, they had it in a traditional funeral home, and to walk into the funeral home and have Leonard Skinnerd blasting through the sound system, which was his absolute favorite band. And then uh, seeing how he was dressed and all the his wonderful things that he treasured. He was very connected to Native American life and so on. And so just seeing what he had in his coffin with him was such an illustration of you can have any type of ceremony that you wish. You can have it held any place you wish. It might be out at a picnic grounds that you have fond memories of. Uh, It can be in a funeral home and have it still be stylized. So that it was really him. He was really being honored the way that he wanted to be and 
had all the different accoutrements of that. And so I was able to add from having gone to his home and bring in a huge poster of Clint Eastwood. And it was the, I don't recall what movie it'd be from, but with the sarape and the, the big hat and the stogie out of the side of his mouth. And just, good, bad, and the ugly. Good, probably. bad, and the ugly, probably. That was the one I was thinking, <laughs> right. And there it was, and uh, I put that on an easel at the front. And he was also um, kind of like a sergeant at arms to... Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is that there was kind of a boss that that was there present saying, all right, everybody, you behave yourselves. And so that was actually part of the ceremony, too, at the beginning, as I somewhat set the tone to say, "Here, we're here to honor this man. I love that you're sharing this because funerals, ceremonies, all the stuff at the time of death, it helps us process our most profound thoughts and feelings. And I think it makes a significant difference in they helping us really channel our grief towards the healing. So you really support a lot in this from everything you're doing. Yes, because ceremony is so, so important to not only honor someone, maybe it's a, a living memorial, uh, but or to honor someone who's passed, and to do it in a way that either they wanted so that the folks who are remaining living and who have planned the ceremony and so on, they have the opportunity to know that they have really done right by, by their beloved. Uh, a colleague who's in the UK, she's a renowned therapist, and she was sharing with me how so many of her clients who come to her for grief counseling have a large amount of regret and worry that they did not appropriately and fully honor their beloved. And that's, that's a shame when the, what they really need to be focusing on is their own grief and being in that. So if somebody comes to you at Iris Healing Arts and gives you a call and has the initial phone call with you, ultimately that is your goal, right? How does that look to work with you? In the Iris Healing Arts, it's primarily getting to know a person and what is going to be the most important and beneficial first steps for them. So it's sustainable and doable steps. It's They don't get a whole laundry list of 15 things to start as soon as they yeah, get Yeah, it's too off. much for people. It's overwhelming. It's too much, and it's way too much. And then in uh, in working with folks with Purple Crow Sings and the, the unique and personalized ceremonies and living celebrations as well, it's also that getting to know them and their beloved who's being honored so that we can really do it in a way that's comforting and it helps the ceremony helps bring everybody together and one of my goals in the work that I do with families and my clients with the purple crow sings the ceremonial work is to help people connect with their hearts and with others who are there as well as honoring the beloved and the music, incorporating the a cappella song throughout the ceremony, really has a unifying effect, too, because it gets people out of the kind of the physical realm, kind of has that ability to transport a bit and make it a common, common experience. As Because we're all in this together. We are it's indeed all in this together. The mortality that we all are. Indeed. So not only as a songstress, you're also a songwriter. Where does that inspiration come from? I get so much inspiration from being out in the natural world. 
Like would a cemetery count, or you're really looking? Oh, more? sure, <laughs> absolutely. I'm I'm sure there was uh, a song come out of that too. So, what would information would you give if you were talking with somebody and they were dealing with caregiving issues, and they gave you a quick phone call? What is something just in a quick nut you could say? This is a really important thing to tap into and think about. Self care. Okay, and we forget about that. We think, oh, no, no, I'm caring for my dying mother. We forget we have to actually eat, drink, breathe. What else goes in there? Right. Yes, uh, eat, drink, breathe, take some quiet time, get respite care help so that you can actually take a break. And uh, as that long time saying, you know, if, uh, if we're not taking care of ourselves or if our energy and our ability to be present is way down, we can't serve somebody else. Yeah, so, that's what they say. They say you're only as good as you are. What's that saying? I'm probably bungling that there. Mm. Something about you're only as good as how strong you are or how much you Right. And if, if our if our tank is empty. Oh, the love tank. Oh yeah. Love fill tank. the love tank. <laughs> fill right? the love that's tank. A popular fill the self love tank. Yeah. And big then, fan of that. Yeah. I've got um, things that I've created for your listeners that uh, I've specially created for them that if they'd like to get in touch with me and oh, where can they find you so they can send me an email at connect at purple crow sings.com and that website of course is just purple crow sings.com absolutely beautiful so we have irishealingarts.com and purple crow sings.com you've been listening to kkpz 1330 a.m the truth Thank you to my guest, Heather Mache of Iris Healing Arts and Purple Crow Sings. And until we meet again next week, be excellent to each other.